0: Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris where we discuss the best and worst
1: in movies, TV, and pop culture. Edited by Jim Harris.
0: And music by Mike Hall. The new gods have heard our nerd cries and sent a messenger to tell us a story. Thus, Zack Snyder has bestowed upon us his Justice League, the Snyder Cut. I fucked that up. You did.
1: <laughs> and it's even scripted, and you fucked it up. Yep. <laughs> you want to try
0: that again? Nope. I kind of want to leave this whole part in there.
1: <laughs> when we released the fanboy cut, does this have to stay in?
0: Yep, it's got to stay in. <laughs> but before we jump directly to the Snyder Cut, let's go through a brief history lesson there. In 2017, Warner Brothers released Justice League, which was originally made by Zack Snyder, but heavily rewritten and reshot by Joss Whedon, which I think, I don't know the accuracy of it, but I saw that they only actually used about 10% of Zack Snyder's original footage. I feel like it was a little bit more than that, but but I could believe it. I would have to say that it has to be almost
1: incorrect, because Zack Snyder had said that he used 0% of what Joss Whedon did in the Snyder Cut, and there's a ton of stuff that's the same in both
0: movies. But it's similar, but not the same. We'll get to that. I would guess higher than ten percent. I'd say it's probably more like twenty percent. But cinematographer said that he threw out ninety percent of Zack Snyder's footage. Oh, I guess that includes all the stuff that he didn't use at all. So yeah, I could maybe see that. I mean, the Snyder Cut is two hundred percent longer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. No, it's not. We'll get to that. (laughs) So now uh, we will call the 2017 Justice League the Justice League, since it was, you know, Joss Whedon that did it. And the Justice League, when it was released, it was obviously met with heavy criticism, which eventually led to a large push from the internet to see what Snyder's original vision was, because he had actually been building up to this for, you know, a few movies. So finally, 2021... We got the Snyder Cut. Jim, let's start with what we thought about the Justice League. What, what did you think when the Justice League came out? Super meh. I was very underwhelmed by the Justice
1: League. But in fairness, it's a problem that started with the Man of Steel. I mean, this goes back to DC. Warner Brothers rushed to try to catch up with Marvel and being the success of the marvel cinematic universe especially with the avengers in an attempt to rush to a justice league movie they started a storyline with man of steel continued through batman v superman that took us to where we are in the justice league so a lot of what's wrong with the justice league both then and now is what happened before and the creative decision to try to rush to a Justice League thing.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. In big picture, that is 100% correct. I try not to look at the films as, like, all of the films together as a whole. I think of it as a separate movie in and in, in of itself, only taking into, you know, what we knew about the characters from the other movies. And that was the big problem with the Justice League was we didn't know anything about half the characters. But that's not the Justice League's fault. Right.
1: The fact that they decided to jump over what should have been at least one or two intermediate movies, at least to introduce the fact that three, quote-unquote, new characters were being introduced in the Justice League movie, that's a creative problem that shouldn't be blamed on either Joss Whedon, or I guess you could blame it on Zack Snyder, but I think it all goes back to Warner Brothers. Yeah. It's a byproduct of the same underlying problem. The reason that I disagree with the "oh, look at each movie as a separate thing, I can't because it is the continuation of a single story. That's true. And the characters that we sort of quote-unquote know going into the Justice League, what we know of them comes from the other two movies, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, which also made, in my opinion, and I probably have to say that phrase a zillion times in this podcast, (laughs) but in my opinion... They were bad creative decisions, and it just snowballed into... It hurt those other two movies, too, Yeah. but it definitely just hurt this movie a lot. So, again, I really can't rip the movie apart because, again, I'm the story guy. There are story problems going all the way back to Man of Steel, and that's why the Snyder Cut can't fix the underlying problem of these movies. Oh,
0: we will definitely get into that.
1: We're definitely going to get into that. (laughs) I could sit here and rip the Justice League, but again, I'm going to say the same thing about the Snyder Cut. It's, again, it's the same story, and there's all sorts of fucking things wrong with it. Okay. I rewatched the Justice League in, in preparation for this. I also rewatched Man of Steel and the Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman so that I could feel that I was fully prepared to engage in this discussion. I am never fucking watching any of those movies again. Jinkies. I didn't want to watch them again. In the first place, I only watched them again for this podcast, and I will never return to any of them again.
0: All right. Well, someone pissed in your cereal.
1: Yeah, his name is Zack Snyder,
0: and he (laughs) sucks at making superhero movies. I mostly disagree, but somewhat agree. So my original thoughts on Justice League is not a great movie, obviously. There's a lot of flaws to it, but there are quite a few scenes in it that I really liked.
1: I'm not saying it was, it it was, it's like so many DC live action movies. Almost all of them are bad. It doesn't mean like every single thing about it is bad. Right. But yeah, there were some things that were well done and were good. But as a whole, there were just so many things that were wrong with the movie. That's
0: why overall the movie's bad. I guess my final thoughts on Justice League is I can turn my, my brain off a little bit and watch it and just enjoy it for certain scenes. But overall, yeah, not a great movie. So, moving on from that, since we both kind of agree that Joss's League sucked, what about the Snyder Cut? What did you think about the Snyder Cut? Unjustifiably too long, and a slightly
1: better version of a still bad movie that is even less
0: rewatchable. Because again, it's too fucking long. I 100% disagree with it's too long, but that's also because I, I like that stuff. So... Going back to what you said you didn't like about the Justice League, how, you know, it was too rushed. There wasn't enough there. We didn't know anything about the half the characters. And that was part of the the conversation and why the Snyder Cut was being pushed to be released is because we found out that they'd cut a lot of cyborg storyline was the, the initial thing that we'd heard. And then we heard, OK, they caught some flashes, too, and some of Aquaman's because realize, too, this the Justice League came out before Aquaman. So we didn't know anything about Aquaman either coming into this. So the Snyder Cut comes out now, and we can go back and look at it and go, oh, he actually did flesh out those characters. They have backstories. Some of that information is there, but that's why it was so long. I completely disagree. The additional
1: material you're conveying upon it, a brilliance which it does not possess. Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not say brilliant. I said it's there. It's there, but there's not much there's a lot there for cyborg, which we can get back to. There's not, there's a little bit of extra stuff for Aquaman and flash, which is arguably unnecessary. But again, yes, one of the major problems with the justice league, which is not that movie's fault is yes. There's three new characters introduced with a glaring lack of character development in story arc. And again, really comes back to the studio They were telling not just Josh Whedon, but Zack Snyder, this movie has to be two hours long. Right. Even before Zack Snyder's family tragedy that caused him to leave the production of what we are referring to as the Justice League, he was already arguing with the studio over the length of the film. His completed principal photography and initial production work was already four hours long. And the studio was like, yeah, that's going to become two hours for the theatrical release. So he was already having that fight and then tragedy struck and he had to leave the project. Yeah. And then also, I mean, no one, not that I care about this, but a lot of stuff that Joss Whedon did was also thrown out by the studio Mm -hmm. because they were like, it's got to be two hours long. We don't care. Two hours. And it is almost exactly two hours long. And it's like, yep. Barely two hours long. I can't blame either Zach or Josh for that.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I wonder when thinking about it and coming back to it is, I wonder what Joss Whedon's original version was before he had to cut it down to two hours. Maybe that was a better version with a little more in it too.
1: I don't know, but
0: the thing that I the only, the only thing I want to point out is I, I
1: some people are trying to state this, and I'm not saying that this is where you were going with this, but the Snyder cut is not the movie you would have gotten in 2017 if Zack Snyder hadn't left the production. That's correct. It would have still had to go through editing because, yes, Zack, editing is a thing. (laughs) And the Snyder Cut is a largely unedited thing. So I'm sorry, yeah. Is there a lot of extra stuff in there? Yeah. Because it's not edited. And that does not make it better. Yeah, and
0: shorter doesn't mean better
1: either. I'm not saying shorter is better. I'm not even saying a four-hour movie is bad. I fucking love the director's cuts of The Lord of the Rings, which get to three, three and a half hours long. If a movie is long because it needs to be, and because it's good, I'm fine with it. The Snyder Cut is unjustifiably long. Bullshit. And it's not all its own fault, it's a shitty story, and adding more to it might make it a better version, but it's still shitty. It doesn't need to be four hours long. It can't be cut down to two either, but again, that's not all Zach or fault. This entire project is fucked on so many levels. It's a shitty movie, by anyone's cut.
0: Completely disagree, it is not a shitty movie. Again,
1: we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. You like it. I don't. And I'm not, and, and this is a basic premise of our podcast. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not telling anyone who likes it or loves it, who or who thinks that this is a great cinematic masterpiece and one of the best superhero things ever made. I wholeheartedly disagree, but you have every right to have that opinion. It's just not mine.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I don't, When I'm saying that I enjoyed it, I'm not sitting here trying to say that it's a great movie. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. I'm not saying that Zack Snyder is a legend and should be worshipped or anything like that. I'm just saying this is a much better movie than the other one. And I I enjoy it a lot more than the other one.
1: Which is such a low bar. Because the other movie is pretty much universally regarded as a steaming pile of shit.
0: So anything is going to be better than that. Well, but again, I enjoyed it, though. And so I'm saying something that I thought was enjoyable, and then this one is even more enjoyable. I remember a time before the
1: Snyder Cut had come out that you had convinced yourself that both Batman v Superman and the Justice League were good movies, that you liked them and you
0: enjoyed watching them. I didn't say good movies, but I do enjoy watching them. Yes. But now that you've seen the Snyder Cut, you now have no enjoyment of the Justice League. I didn't say that. I just said it's better. I just said the Snyder Cut's better. So let's jump into that. Let's, let's go ahead and go to what's better about the Justice League than the Snyder Cut. Do you have anything?
1: It's barely
0: two hours long. That's not the only thing. It's
1: shorter. I have one big thing that I would like to discuss because I'm really, I'm not really sure which one is better or the other, but I do actually have a serious thing. But one was it's shorter. It's also, uh, I don't want to say funnier. There's more jokes and more quips. Again, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's a
0: lighter tone. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth. So for me, I kind of went through and when I, I rewatched both of these movies yesterday, back to back and took notes and my note taking was based on, was this better or was this worse? Okay. At least for when I watched the Justice League. And then the additional stuff was what I took notes on for the Snyder cut. So there's a scene at the beginning of the Justice League where, you know, Batman is fighting the criminal and he's using him as bait. That was not in the Snyder cut. I actually really enjoyed that scene. Wow. So I put that as better. Wow! Just because I like the way that Batman moved. I like the way that he fought. It was a fun scene. Like, it didn't make the story any better. And actually, I don't like, in rewatching it, I guess the Justice League version was much heavier on the mother boxes and why the mother boxes and hunting the mother boxes and stuff like that. And so that's why that was introduced into it, I feel like. Which I don't like that part of the storyline that was added into it. But I do like that scene better.
1: That's weird because, not to jump ahead, one of the things I actually liked more about the Snyder Cut, I liked the beginning of the movie better. I
0: actually don't like the beginning of the Justice League. As a whole, I completely agree. It's just that one particular scene, I just enjoyed that scene. I didn't like it.
1: I liked it even less when I saw, oh, wow, the opening of the... It wasn't perfect, but the opening of the Snyder Cut was a much better better way to open the movie than the... Because you get the two things that are weird. Which, again, I understand on a certain level why this was necessary. It just wasn't done well. But, hey, Superman's a nice guy and people kind of like him. Because, like, the Justice League opens with that, like, the kids podcast interviewing Superman. Yeah. So they kind of, like, humanized Superman and say, hey, people love Superman. And that was, I think, more of a... Again the way that they did the, the previous two movies is like, they really have done weird things with Superman. And he's like, almost like an unlikable character. So the Justice League opens up with the, everyone's really sad because we really loved Superman, even though there's nothing in the previous two movies that really establishes that. Huh. And then you get the weird Batman trying to get the criminal to be afraid so that he can attract the parademon. I was like, meh, meh. So the Snyder Cut opens much better. I didn't like either of those two opening scenes in the Justice
0: League. Well, I don't necessarily agree with everything you just said. I do 100% agree that the Snyder Cut opening is better. Again, I'm I'm just saying that I just enjoyed that scene. Okay. Just because of, I just liked the Batman scene.
1: I guess it does stand out as something that's different. Yeah. When you strip out the opening of the Justice League... Things change, but pretty much the rest of the movie is almost exactly the same
0: yeah I guess part of that might be because in the in the Justice League version you don't really see a lot of Batman being Batman not the Batman that we know right and that was that was a scene of Batman being very Batman
1: yeah, which again goes back to I don't really like I don't really like the way Batman's portrayed throughout Batman v Superman or either version of a Justice League. But again, that's not what we're talking about here. So yeah, I agree. That was a more Batman-y scene. But it also goes back to fundamental problem. There really should have been another Superman movie after Man of Steel before Batman v Superman. And there should have been a Batman movie before Batman v Superman. I agree. We should have established those characters more and introduced them better before rushing into this movie. I also think that Following up Superman's origin story with Superman's death in the next movie, it's just like, it's going too fast. And it's just like, again, not the Justice League movie's problem. It's the problem inherited from what came before. Yeah. Which is why, like I was saying earlier, I can't look at them as individual movies. It's an extension of the same underlying story. And I have so many problems with it. That's fair. I want to stay on the what's better about the Justice League. So I have a question, but do you have more things that you liked about the Justice League?
0: Just a, a little bit. After the Superman Resurrection fight scene, when they kind of gather back together and they're, they're talking and trying to regroup and replan and figure out what to do, I liked that scene better in the Justice League. It was a little bit better banter, I think. There was a little bit of like infighting while they were trying to figure out the plan I feel like that part of the Snyder cut was lacking, and so I liked that part a little bit more. And then, the credit scene of the race between Flash and Superman, that that was a nerd cut that I loved. That got three upward arrows. Of I really liked that.
1: Yeah, that at the end in the post credit scene, but also that was sort of a slow poke while they were trying to save the people. Yeah. So yeah, that was played off of nice, which I thought was a nice nod to them racing in the comics and animation to determine who's faster. Those were actually nice touches.
0: But that's about it. I mean everything else was either mostly the same, something new that didn't really do anything for me, or yeah, everything else is just worse.
1: Okay, so here's my question. Cause I honestly don't know which way's better. One of the things that stands out to me because again, there's a lot of shared story between the two versions of the movie because the same core story is exactly the same. It's told a little bit differently. But one of the pivotal scenes that is slightly different is Superman's resurrection. The discussion debate before they do it and then while they're doing it and then also the immediate reaction after it happens those parts all around the resurrection are just slightly different. I don't know which one's better. Like, in the Justice League, it's like Batman's idea to resurrect Superman and everyone else's initial reaction is like, whoa, that's fucked up. Especially Diana. Diana's like fucking pissed at the very idea of doing it and is offended by it. And they have like kind of, not a fight, but a little bit of a tiff of... Like Diana saying, You gotta gotta let this go and get over it. And he's and Bruce is like, Oh, you mean like you get over Steve? And she punches him. Yeah. In both versions, Aquaman doesn't like the idea. In Justice League, Diana has a big problem with it. And then you have that seriousness offset with Barry's pet cemetery jokes of him just being concerned. And in the Snyder cut, it's Barry who says, Well, we're all thinking it, but I'm not gonna say it. It's Cyborg who projects the picture of Superman and everybody else talks and it's Bruce who goes last and says we should resurrect him. Aquaman and Diana are not thrilled with the idea but it's not an argument like it is in the Justice League. Yeah. I don't know which is better. Did you like one way versus the other?
0: Yeah I prefer the Snyder Cut way. So like you said it's it's very much Diana fighting, like I mean, it's a fight between Diana and Bruce in the Justice League. In the Snyder Cut, it's Aquaman that's really fighting. And Diana's, she's she's a little off. She's like, Yeah, I mean, you're right, we do need him. And I the reason I like that version better is that seems much more Wonder Woman to me. Because she's a warrior. And she understands what it takes to win. And she knows either way, the Earth is destroyed. Whether Superman is resurrected and it goes awry and he destroys the earth or whether they do nothing and Steppenwolf destroys the earth either way the earth is destroyed the only chance for earth to survive is to bring Superman back so her fighting it so hard it seemed more out of character for her to me in the version of Wonder Woman that I like which is the warrior Wonder Woman I would agree with that and
1: I think the jokiness was just the wrong tone And it was the wrong time. Because Arthur's major thing is like, what we bring back might not actually be Superman, if this even works. And that's when Barry makes the Pet cemetery jokes. Right. So, I mean, Arthur, like in the Snyder Cut, alludes to the possibility that this might not go well. And he does voice some opposition, but not as strongly. And Diana pretty much stoically, maybe to your point, agrees that it's probably our only choice.
0: Yeah, and, and when you get it to the actual resurrection scene, she's a little more like, I'm not so sure about this, but we have to do it. Well, that's the other thing where I was saying, like, so
1: in, when they're in the Kryptonian ship, there is that sort of like, the only thing that kind of survives to the Snyder Cut is everyone else kind of was like, well, except Barry, because he was off getting ready to, to create the charge. Everyone else other than Batman was like, eh, maybe this isn't a good idea. And Batman says like, do it, do it. So that was about the only thing that, like, carried over into the Snyder Cut was that maybe everyone else was having second thoughts. Yeah. And Bruce was like, shut the fuck up and just do it. Although, again, the thing that's different, though, too, in the Snyder Cut is Cyborg's hesitation is shown for a reason. Because he has that flash forward thing that he sees a reason why, which we can come back to later.
0: Well, we also have the computer talking to him saying this isn't a good idea. (laughs)
1: exactly so I mean it's it's given more context to why it might not be a good idea and then they do it anyway yeah but it's it's odd it's one of the few things that generally speaking the Snyder Cut is darker and the Justice League is lighter but that's one of the few things where the Justice League I don't want to call it darker but took a little bit more seriously and, and made it a little bit more of an argument again I don't know which which way is better and then the other thing this part I think I did like more about the Justice League. I'm not completely on board about why this was an issue, but like Diana in the Justice League is like talking to Bruce. It's like if if you're the first thing he sees, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. And Bruce is like, "Don't worry, I have a contingency plan." Very Batman. Yeah. I have a plan. I'm going to bring in the big guns, and he makes sure that Alfred goes and gets Lois Lane. Right. And in the Snyder cut, she just shows up, but Batman doesn't have a plan. He just, other than having the gauntlet so that he could survive heat vision, he just kind of stands here as like, okay, if you're going to kill me, you're going to kill me. Yeah. Eh. And also, I did like the callback in the Justice League version where Superman comes down and the first thing he says to Batman is, do you bleed? Right. Because that's the first thing that Batman said to Superman in Batman v. Superman after Superman says, hey, don't be Batman anymore. Yeah. And as he's about to fly away, Batman's like, do you bleed? So I thought that was nice symmetry.
0: I agree with that.
1: And the Batman having the contingency plan of we're going to need Lois or we're fucked. So that part, I'm fairly certain was better. I don't know about the other parts that were slightly different.
0: The other side of it, though, is if he'd have said that, then it would have made the the part later when they're at the, the super farm when he says something to Lois and she's like, oh, my God, you talked. Or you spoke. Sorry. Did I not before? Yeah. Which was also changed in the Justice League. It's like, you
1: smell good. Yep. Did I not before? So he went with a joke. Right justice league went with a joke the snyder cut made it more sensible where like you said to your point you were just making superman doesn't talk in the snyder cut until he talks to lois
0: because his mind isn't all there yet and
1: that was the part that's like okay so his mind isn't all there yet because he's
0: having an amnesia but then why would he be mad at batman so that's actually one thing that was not included in the snyder cut version that we did get an explanation for later was Zack Snyder was actually basing that resurrection on the Lazarus Pit. And how when you first awaken from the Lazarus Pit, when you come back from death, your soul isn't completely with you yet. So you don't really have much for memory. You just remember dying. And so you're completely crazy until your soul completely re-inhabits your body. So all it needed was a line. All it needed was a line from Batman going, wow, this is a lot like Rachel Ghoul." But
1: I don't understand why he seemed to be singularly mad at Batman. He was not happy with... I mean, Cyborg accidentally fires a weapon at him because his defensive systems prompt it. And then the others try to corral him. So he's kind of more
0: defensive. But when he sees
1: Batman, he's like, Wait a
0: minute. I know you. I don't like you. Because his last memories were of Batman trying to kill him.
1: But I would argue no. Because... They resolved their thing over their mommy issues and decided to fight on the same team and fight against Doomsday. So his last memories of Batman were of it as him as his ally fighting against Doomsday.
0: But again, he's not remembering everything perfectly. He's remembering bits and pieces. And what are you going to remember more? of quick semi-friendship or this dude just tried killing me? Okay, I, I, guess I, I guess I could go with that. So, yeah, that's that's where I went with that anyway.
1: Which is, again, I guess maybe more to what I was saying about the... I like Batman having a, a contingency plan in the in the Justice League. Yeah. They did go a little bit too far with the after Superman flies away in the Justice League. It's like, well, something's bleeding because Batman does get smacked around a bit.
0: Well, when we get into the worst parts, I'm going to get into that.
1: <laughs> other than that, it was pretty much the same uh, in, in terms of the resurrection parts. But that was the part that was, was slightly different, and I wasn't sure. Again, other than the contingency plan thing, I'm not really sure whether one's better than the other. Was there anything else that you liked better about the Joss' League? I don't think so. I mean, I guess, well, it's an unfair thing to say because... I wasn't thinking this when I watched the Justice League. I watched the Justice League and the day before the Snyder Cut came out. The future stuff, the flash forward stuff, the nightmare scenario, which is in the Snyder Cut. I don't believe in the Justice League there was anything about that stuff.
0: No, there wasn't.
1: So when I watched the Snyder Cut, at first I was, well, not only did I not like it, but I was also confused But in fairness, after I went back and rewatched Batman v Superman, I was like, oh, he did this before and he's, oh, okay. So I was at first like, why the heck is this stuff in here? But it's because it was in Batman v Superman. But I can't, I can't honestly say that I liked its omission from the Justice League because I had even forgotten that it was in Batman v Superman.
0: Okay. See, and I've watched that movie enough times that I remember and I was actually very happy to see that part because, um, yeah, I might as well just say it now. When I saw that part, I was glad that it called back and showed, oh, now we're seeing another alternate timeline. Because the first one that we saw in Batman v Superman was a version of the future, and now we're seeing another version of the future.
1: Is it a different version?
0: Yeah, because in the Batman v Superman, I mean, they're similar. In, In both versions, Superman goes bad. And aligns with Darkseid. Although Darkseid's not even in Joss's league. Yeah, he's
1: mentioned, but he's not in it.
0: But in Batman v Superman, Batman's alone. In Snyder Cut, he's got a team.
1: But that doesn't necessarily mean that the timeline is different. I guess it is, technically.
0: Well, but they also say something about, uh, are you going to go back and change it again because you won't You won't sacrifice yourself? Oh, yeah. I guess Joker,
1: in the Snyder Cut, Joker does talk about multiple alternate timelines. Okay, I guess I didn't really quite see it. Uh, but again, that might be because I was forgetting. So, I mean, the scene, Batman v Superman, at least in the Ultimate Edition, I don't remember the non-Ultimate Edition, does have a different scene with Batman being by himself confronting Superman, whereas the Snyder Cut shows Batman is with the team when they confront Superman. Right. Okay, we'll have to come back to that. I, I have problems with
0: that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely come back to that. <laughs>
1: So that was the Justice League. Did you have anything else, or do you want to talk about what's better about the...
0: Nope. Go ahead. What's better about
1: Snyder Cut? So I'll be positive here. I already talked about how I enjoyed the opening, and I thought that the opening was much better. I had problems with it story-wise, which we can come back to. But I would say the thing I liked most about the Snyder Cut was the inclusion of Darkseid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Darkside gave it a much more epic feel because in the Justice League, even though Stephen Wolf says Darkseid once, in, in the Justice League, they show that it was Steffen Wolf who battled the old alliance. Whereas in the Snyder Cut, it's actually Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And that battle was better, but not only that flashback scene, but just to having throughout the movie that Stephen Wolf is doing this for Darkseid. And he's talking to the side, to talk to Dark Side, and it makes it feel like it's more epic and more uh, just a better story, right? Than just Stefan Wolf* on his own.
0: Yeah, it, it seemed like when Joss Whedon took over, he cut out anything that would have been building up to a bigger universe. Well, I think that's where it goes back to because they knew they weren't going to do any more, probably.
1: Which is the thing we're co- probably going to have to come back to is that. People criticize that, but it might have been the logical dis- decision either by Joss Whedon or the, or the studio to take that stuff out because we're not making any more movies. I mean, because it, it's from a Snyder Cut, it's fairly obvious that Zack Snyder had intended to make at least one, if not two more movies. Right. And the fact that those future elements are removed from the Justice League is maybe simply because the studio is like, well, we're not making those movies, so don't bother putting any of that stuff in. But you could still... Even if you didn't want to do the future stuff, the dark side stuff in the movie still makes the movie better. Because even if the movie ended with just, oh, Steppenwolf's uh, corpse is thrown through the boom tube and Darkseid's like, well, I guess we have to do this the old way, get the Armada, and it ended there with none of the flash-forward stuff, it would still be cool that at some point in the future, Dark Side's going to invade Earth. Yeah. Maybe they'll make that movie, maybe not. But having that in the movie makes the movie better.
0: In your it's too long defense, if they would have ended it there instead of the 362 endings they had, (laughs) that would have cut about 40 minutes out of it. That would. You could definitely get the Snyder Cut closer to three hours. Could.
1: In part by simply eliminating most of the future stuff. Yeah. But again... It's not really future stuff, but again, the dark—you could still keep a good amount of dark side stuff, and that would make it better. Plus, also, sort of to go along with that, Stephen Wolf looks fucking a hell of a lot better in the Snyder Cut. Right. H- hands down.
0: Yeah, I call him Spike and Wolf in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, again, it's a—it's a cheat because it's CGI stuff. So I mean, they didn't have to do any reshooting. It's just sort of like change the, yeah. the visual effects and the CGI. But
0: he looked pretty fucking stupid in the justice league yeah 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 well you know i'm kind of torn on that because in the books that character is just kind of a dude with a helmet and so i do kind of like that it just became a helmet rather than like an adaptive armor like mind control the mind controlled armor thing kind of weirded me out but it looked cooler so i'll get i'll give it that is was there anything else you enjoyed better I already talked about the the much better opening. It, it it's weird to say this,
1: but because I'm going to come back and say I I didn't like it much. But there's more there's more character development in in the Snyder cut, and and the most the most glaring example is Cyborg, mm-hmm. and he gets a much better backstory and a much better arc, and his story is integrated into the story of the movie much better which probably does make the movie's story better. So I liked it, but at the same time, I don't like Cyborg. Let me clarify what I mean by that.
0: That you're racist.
1: No, but thank you for that. <laughs> Cyborg to me, and this, this applies equally, again, a lot, of a, a lot of my criticisms apply equally to both movies because they're story-level criticisms. To me, Cyborg is to the Justice League what Rogue is to the first X-Men movie. A lot of people didn't like the fact that Rogue was made such an important character and got a lot of backstory and character development and a lot of screen time in the first X-Men movie. The reason for it is her character was integral to the story they decided to tell, Mm -hmm. which is why she disappears after that movie. She's briefly in the second movie to take the mutant cure, and we never see her again. Mm-hmm. But my point is, Cyborg is the same thing here. Cyborg is not a founding member of the Justice League.
0: Actually, this is based off the New 52 version where he was.
1: Okay, I was just about to say, I don't know the comic books. I don't know all of the New 52 stuff. But the Justice League that I'm familiar with, from and again, mostly it comes from animation, series, and movies... I think of Cyborg as Teen Titans and Young Justice. Yeah. I don't see him as a founding member of the Justice League. And the thing is, is if you told any other Justice League story, not having Cyborg in it, you wouldn't miss him. But because this is a Justice League story with apocalyptic technology, and especially the mother boxes, the general audience wouldn't know, but comic book nerds would be like, How can you have mother boxes without Cyborg? So the only reason he's in the movie is because of that story component. Um, so mother boxes were around long before Cyborg. I know that they were. And I'm going to say, general audience wouldn't know the difference anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying that you needed Cyborg because there are mother boxes. My whole point is, Cyborg is actually not even necessary to the story, but they decided to tell a story where they made a component of it. We need someone to interact with the mother box. Well, who would make sense to do that? Well, Cyborg does that, so let's put Cyborg in the movie. And maybe to your racial thing, maybe there was some type of... We got to put a black guy.
0: We got to get a black person in the movie. We don't want to be told we're racist. Well, so... I'm giving you somewhat of a pass since you said that you, you're not a comic book guy. And even I haven't read a lot of stories with Cyborg in them, but Cyborg did very quickly become an integral part of the Justice League. And a lot of the stories kind of hinged on his ability to talk to tech. So in the newer versions with Heavy Cyborg and in Cyborg being one of the fan favorites, this is actually 100% a standard Justice League story.
1: I could see with contemporary technology yeah would also make cyborg much more popular now which is probably why i'm just guessing that with new 52 why he got included in the justice league there because it makes sense
0: probably him and batman get along really well because he can do the hacking stuff for batman so the batman can focus on other things so like when they're coming up with a plan and trying to figure something out, Batman's like, all right, Cyborg, I need you to do this and this and this and this, and he can just go do it. And he knows Cyborg's going to be able to do it, whereas nobody else really could.
1: Oh, yeah. And the Snyder Cut does a much better job, especially if you're not a comic book
0: nerd, Yeah,
1: uh, of explaining to you why Cyborg is an interesting character. Right. And I mean, I mean, there's so much in the Snyder Cut... You almost don't need an origin story movie for Cyborg with all of the stuff that was put into the Justice League. I would still be interested in seeing a Cyborg movie. I like the character. I just don't associate him with the Justice League. So on the one level, yeah, it's great that there's a lot of additional character development for him. But for me, my opinion, it doesn't really add any things in the movie. Huh. Yeah, I know, a lot of great family dynamics with his mom and his dad. But the payoff at the end of the movie, to me, felt flat. The entire movie, again, both versions, incredibly anticlimactic ending. As interesting as all of the extra stuff that was done, which is definitely a much better treatment of the character than in the Justice League, I don't really feel like it was that necessary. Because ultimately it doesn't, again, the story still unfolds and ends the same way, excluding the future stuff. So, yeah, it was a nice ad, but it doesn't really add much to the movie for me.
0: Okay. Well, but, but again, you, you tend to hyper-focus on story.
1: I'm big on story, and most of my problems, not just with these movies, but going back to the previous movies, is, is around story. So, yeah. Yeah. So I liked it, but I also don't like it.
0: Fair. I'll say, for me, I actually... <laughs> I could go through individual, you know, throughout the whole movie and pick a bunch of stuff out, but basically it all sums up to, I love that this movie is so much longer because it's able to actually dive into the things that felt rushed in justice league, especially the character of cyborg where we know nothing about him in, in justice league. In this one, we, like you said, we don't really need any kind of other like movie to explain him. He's explained. And this is almost a cyborg movie with the Justice League in it.
1: It is. And again, if it wasn't such a long movie, and it maybe was a different story, I mean, some people have said, oh, it, it added some heart and some emotion and some family stopped in the movie. It's like, yeah, but it's lost in the middle of the rest of a four-hour movie. It's weird because, I mean, all of the new characters got shortchanged, but the weirdest thing is that Cyborg arguably needed the most and got the least in Justice League. Because even if you don't know shit about the comics, people have heard of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. The general audience especially was like, who the fuck is Cyborg? Right. So it's weird that the character who the general audience probably needed the most help with got next to nothing in Justice League. So it is great, especially for the general audience. That Cyborg got so much in the Snyder Cut.
0: Yeah, again, I like that they expanded on all that. They they tell us more about the characters. They explain the powers better. Like even that added Flash scene. Yeah, it didn't do anything for the story, but it helped you understand the Flash's powers and his heart.
1: It did, but again, is it going to be a Flash movie? Same thing, there's a little bit of extra stuff with Aquaman, but there was an Aquaman movie after it. It doesn't, again, and what you just said, which is what I was going to say, is it doesn't add anything to the story. It's not necessary.
0: But it doesn't have to be necessary. It's, just, it's enjoyable, and it makes it better. It enhances. It does, but not when it's a four-hour movie. You know what? Whenever I hear that it's too long, I immediately discredit anything after that because it's broken up into six parts. You can watch it like a series. It was originally supposed
1: to be put on HBO Max as a limited series and as a movie. You could watch it either way with the intention that it would be a movie in theaters. I don't know why they didn't do that because the second time I watched it, I did watch it like that. But the thing is, I don't know why it's just not presented like that on HBO Max because that's one of the reasons why I can't rewatch it. I don't want to have to fast forward through two and a half hours to get to something I would like to see. If I'm watching it part by part, then yeah, HBO Max is remembering where I was the last time. But if I wanted to try to go back and rewatch it now, the it's all the way through to the end again. So I would have to like rewind or write down or figure out. It's like it should have just been broken up into a seven-part limited series. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it was, you just binge-watch it anyway. But again, it goes back to what I was saying before. It's not just that it's four hours long. I don't like it. If it was four hours long and I liked it, I wouldn't care that it was four hours long. Oh, that's fair. The Lord of the Rings. You hate the Lord of the Rings. I love the Lord of the Rings. Those movies, especially the director's cut, the individual movies are like three and a half hours long. They're fucking long movies. So I don't have a problem with long movies if
0: I like them. I don't like this. That's fair. I mean, I'll give you that. So I guess for me, it's, it goes into the biggest thing that most people didn't like about the Joss's League is it felt rushed. And this one explores all the things that were rushed and makes it almost too drawn out. I would say they, they could probably cut, in my opinion, they could probably cut about 20 minutes out of it and still be the same.
1: Well, that's just the thing. Again, it, it snowballs. It's not just like, oh, four hours is bad because it's four hours. All throughout the movie, there are little extra little sprinkles that don't need to be there. Breaking out into an Icelandic song when Aquaman goes into the water. Yeah, that was weird.
0: That's, that's something I would cut.
1: If the movie, again, if the movie was two hours, two and a half hours long and that was all you were adding, eh, okay. But stuff like that, it's like, it didn't add anything. It just dragged. And not only that, adding stuff like that also breaks up the pacing. It's just like, you really can't get into a rhythm with this movie. Added stuff like that, little flourishes like that, eh, and and those just build up all throughout the movie. There's another little thing that you didn't have to do. Here's another little thing that you didn't have to do. And then at the end of the movie, those little things add up to an excess of minutes that drives it to the four-hour duration.
0: Yeah. I guess I would argue, all right, you got a bowl of ice cream. Ice cream's delicious. You put toppings on it. And you put some more toppings on it. And you put some syrup on it. Makes it better. Not necessary. Still makes it better. You get to a certain point, though, where this becomes mush. An overloading
1: of flavor. That, yeah, maybe the, the chocolate sprinkles and the cherries and the nuts and the banana slices. Yeah, but then you and then you have all that lumped on top of your ice cream. And after a while, it's like, you can't enjoy the individual ingredients because it's this monstrosity in the bowl that maybe yeah if you close your eyes and stick a spoonful of it in your mouth
0: yum but what am i enjoying see that that's exactly it i'm all about that in those individual bites if the individual bites were good
1: and that's just the thing a lot of the stuff that's extra it's not necessarily bad it just doesn't do anything for me it's like putting toppings on the ice cream that I don't like.
0: I would say also, though, that this is made... It was made more for the comic book nerd. 100% agree. And so that's probably why I liked it and you didn't.
1: I'm an animation nerd. I mean, I don't read comic books. I actually am a huge fan of DC. I love their animation. Their animated series... Their animated movies. I fucking love the Justice League series and the Justice League movies. I'm super psyched that there's a fourth season of Young Justice coming out later this year. I am a huge fan of DC and these characters. I might not be a quote-unquote comic book nerd, but I like the source material.
0: I don't like this. See, the, in those, the animated stuff is very different than the comic books. And this, to me, feels like I'm watching a comic book. And the way that it slowly builds up like that, that's that's exactly what a run in a comic book does. Well, this comes back to one of our fundamental arguments. Who are these movies for? And this one is for a comic book. Yeah, this for sure. Right,
1: and that's what I mean, what I was saying earlier. This would not have been... In no way would this have ever been the actual original theatrical release. Right. You will be able to see this movie in a theater once pandemic restrictions are lifted, but this would never have been... The theatrical release of any movie studio.
0: Yeah, that's, you're not wrong there, but that's kind of irrelevant in the fact that we do have this and I do like this better. I'm not saying that I would have liked the Snyder version of Justice League in 2017 better than the Justice League version. I don't know. I haven't seen that one. I'd imagine I probably would have been just as disappointed in it and just enjoyed certain scenes in it just like I did Justice League because it would have been compressed. But this one, I feel, is a much better movie because it explores so much more. And it is very much set up like, okay, we're going to look at this section, and then we're going to go over to this run and look at this section, then we're going to go over to this run and look at this section, and eventually it's going to culminate into the end of the bigger story. And part of my problem with that is that the culmination at the end of the bigger story
1: falls flat because it's incredibly anticlimactic. But to go back to one of your earlier points, this is another one of our ongoing arguments that superhero movies work better as a series than they do as a movie. Yeah. Like you had said, you could view this as a series, and it was originally going to be put out that way. This would work a lot better, because the individual, if you want to break it down that way, none of the individual parts are very long. They're like 35 to 45 minutes long. So they could be individual episodes of a television series. Yeah. And that maybe is the the long-form storytelling that you can take your time and do, but still, this is supposed to be a movie. It's not a series. But I've always said that things like this probably should be a series. And as we saw with Marvel, you can do a series with movies. You just have to be patient and plan it out and stay dedicated to the plan. Yeah. Warner Brothers changes its fucking mind about what they want to do with DC's cinematic universe every other fucking day. That's true. And that's, again, the underlying problem that is underlying a lot of my criticisms of these movies is it's built on a, a faulty foundation of how the studio decided to try to bring
0: these stories to us. Yeah. And there's only so much you can rescue from that. I don't disagree with any of that. I just... If it would have come out as a series, I would watch it all at once anyway. So to me, it's really no different.
1: See, I I wouldn't have. I mean, I would have watched it eventually, but I I would have been... It's not a good comparison. The Titans live-action series is a shitstorm in a blender. The Snyder Cut is not that bad. (laughs) But by and large, with very few exceptions, anything live-action by DC I don't like. The first Wonder Woman standalone movie and Shazam, I liked. All of the other ones, I, I, I don't. Some of them are at best mediocre for me, but I, I'm, I, I'm not looking forward to anything. I have very low expectations when anything DC live action comes out.
0: Yeah. And see, for me, this is one of the better ones. And I would actually put this over Wonder Woman. This is a better superhero movie wonder woman is a better general movie
1: i would disagree this is not a good superhero movie it's a better superhero movie i don't even think it's a good superhero movie it's definitely not a better movie than wonder woman
0: right that's what i'm saying like general like if you were to compare movies to like just like a general movie yeah wonder woman's a better movie but as far as like superhero goes this is much more of a superhero movie than wonder woman
1: And the reason I do not agree and cannot agree is the story. The story sucks. Why? I don't know if we want to get into it now. I don't want to go off on a whole large tangent.
0: That's what we're here for. Go ahead.
1: Warning. A four-minute nerd rage battle is about to begin. In three, two, one. (gasps) In both versions of the movie, Justice League and Snyder Cut, as soon as Superman shows up, it's a joke. It's over.
0: Yeah, that's how all these stories are.
1: It's one of the fundamental problems with Superman as a character, as, as you and Risa discussed in our Superman episode. Yeah. But the problem with that story is we just spent, at the time that this happens in the Snyder Cut, three hours of, oh my God, this is an incredible threat. We're all going to die. There's nothing we can all do about it. Oh, Superman's here. It's over. It's not just over, it is laughably over, ridiculously quick. So what the story of this movie is showing, and these three movies is, you don't need the Justice League, you just need the Superman. Because if you don't have the Superman, because he is dead or evil, then it doesn't fucking matter how many heroes you put together, you lose. How is that a good story? It's not. And that's not the Justice League. I
0: would argue... Sorry, I wanted to yell too. I would argue that this is perfectly exactly what Justice League is. For some reason, Superman's not there. They're trying to figure out a way of going about it. They realize in this one that the only way they're going to win is if Superman is with them. So they have to find a way to bring Superman back. But then even when they bring Superman back, they don't know if he's going to be there for the fight. So they got to go in and do everything they possibly can. And it isn't even Superman that saves them. It's Flash. Because in all reality, they fucking lose until Flash reverses time to save the day. Which is also fucking stupid. It is not.
1: Fuck you, hater. He spends the entire fight running around in circles and circles and circles and circles. I got to build up this charge. I got to build up this charge. I got to build up this charge. Gets shot in the leg. Loses all of that energy, and then when they lose and the explosion happens, from a fucking standstill in a short sprint, he runs fast enough to fucking reverse time? That is not good storytelling. That is lazy fucking writing, and it's a shitty fucking story that we waited three and a half hours to see, and it was fucking anticlimactically Fucking stupid. Shitty story,
0: shitty movie. Again, classic storytelling from a, for superheroes.
1: No, it's not. I have watched a lot of superhero stuff. This sucks. I've read the damn comics. Oh, oh, because I haven't read comics. So basically what you're telling me is I shouldn't read comics because comics fucking suck. No. I have seen a lot of animation stories and they're fucking amazing. This
0: sucks. So if you're trying to tell me this is what comic books are like, well, I'm glad I don't read comic books. What I'm trying to tell you is that that is regularly what happens in the comic books is something like that tends to happen. And I really feel like you miss a lot of the small details there. He was running around in circles. He was trying to build up and get just the right amount of energy. I hate that. Oh, you, you missed the wrong details. Go ahead. He was running around circles to get just the right amount of energy that's actually going to work. He knew if he went too fast and he was going to fuck with time, which would break his number one rule because he's seen what that that fucks things up. And he wasn't wasn't going to be running for that long, but it was taking Cyborg longer than it was than they initially thought. So he was trying to just maintain that until Cyborg was ready. He was trying to be ready when he was needed to build up the charge. Now, when he went back and, yeah, he, he did quickly, very quickly build up the speed to reverse time, we don't really necessarily know how long it took him. Remember, that entire scene went a while when he was talking to his dad and he was hearing things and stuff like that. He might have been running for a little while before he actually built up to that speed. Yes,
1: because super speed is best shown in slow
0: motion. I don't even know where we're at anymore. I don't know either. I needed to
1: stop yelling, though. I got extra yelly there. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, I was uh, getting kind of tired of being yelled at. And I broke my clipboard. Oh.
1: (laughs) Sorry, clipboard. (laughs) So what are some of the other things that you thought were better about Snyder Cut?
0: There were actually quite a few things that I actually liked better about Snyder Cut. Again, I liked that they dived into the stuff. I actually liked that it was not as jokey. One of my big problems, I guess I'm I'm just going to kind of blend this into what's worse about the Justice League, was they forced in the jokes. They took what was a darker world in a much more serious storyline, and then they pried a bunch of jokes in that didn't really fit with the characters, and that drove me nuts. And I'm not saying that they weren't funny, but it took away from the movie. And I like that this one, it, it had a couple of jokes in it, but... They didn't make the characters jokes. And I guess along with that, I guess the characters fit better for the characters the way I know them. And like one of the things, too, that I liked, you had actually mentioned before that they had made Superman a much more serious and, you know, less hopeful character. But then when he comes into the fight on this one, he was much more upbeat. And there's even one point where he was actually smiling, you know, when he dodges the uh, swing from Steppenwolf and he just kind of smiles a little bit. Because he knows that they're going to win now, and I see what you're saying about it was absolutely completely over at that point, and yeah, it was that that was the point of bringing Su- Superman into it. Every single one of the super powered Justice League members had gotten in good shots on Steppenwolf, but none of them could really keep him down, and even Superman beating on him wasn't keeping him down; he still kept coming so I guess I, I liked the way they did that fight better. I liked how they made Steppenwolf threatening, but not overall threatening. But then they also showed how devastatingly scared of Darkseid Steppenwolf was, which really boosts up the power of Darkseid to that ending when Wonder Woman was the one that decapitated him, and then Darkseid just crushes his head under his foot like nothing had happened. I just think that overall all of that was, was much more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, it was definitely better characterization with Stephen Wolf and letting Diana be the one who decapitated him since he was talking shit about Amazons throughout most of both movies was definitely an improvement. The final fight, as anticlimactic as it was, was definitely better in the Snyder Cut. And I also agree that the Justice League is too jokey and too quippy. Yeah. Again, like you said, it's, it's not that it's not funny, but it's just like it's too light and too lighthearted. And it's a stark contrast to the dark tone of the Snyder Cut, but the dark tone of the Snyder Cut seems more appropriate for the story that's being told. Yeah. Shouldn't have been that funny. Also, that's the other thing that, that made the final fight in Superman showing up worse in the Justice League, because like he shows up in Justice League, beats up, Steppenwolf leaves, then comes back. It's like, oh, you guys still fighting? haven't you won yet? So it's like almost derisive. Whereas, yeah, he shows up at the very end at the Snyder Cut and he stays there until the end of the fight. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, where the Justice League was trying to do, I don't know, was it human interest or human victim? Like the whole idea that there were people living near the reactor that Flash and Superman had to
0: go save. Yeah. It's a way to pull Superman out of the fight for a little bit and gives Flash something to do. Since they weren't using the other part of the storyline with Flash.
1: It gave Flash something to do. It made him le- seem less important and, and sent Superman. But it's like, were they trying to show that they were heroic? I wasn't really sure what the... I didn't really like it, but I wasn't really sure what the point of it was. And they just completely skipped over that in the Snyder Cut. It's like, oh, no, no one could live anywhere near here. Right. So they didn't waste any time on that. And I definitely agree that I didn't like it. But Flash is more relevant in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. He doesn't really do much. In the, in the big fight at the end, at least, he didn't really do much.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to say in the Snyder Cut, all of them are necessary, but I guess Aquaman isn't really necessary in the final fight.
1: He helps Diana until Superman shows up. He helps kind of hold the line a bit. Yeah. But yeah, he's not. And he gets to redeem himself a bit by running Steffin Wolf through with his trident. So yeah, he was in it, but not super important to the fight. Wonder Woman was more... And Batman was, in both versions, just kind of, like, on the sidelines shooting stuff because, again, he really can't get toe-to-toe
0: with the super-powered people too much. So Yeah, he was just out taking care of the parademons.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, which was actually a better way of him trying to, like, in the Justice League, sacrifice himself to go away, to make the parademons come, go away. But then they go and rescue him anyway. So, yeah, that was all, like, eh. I still don't like the ending, but the ending is better executed in the Snyder cuts. Yeah. It's just some of the decisions in, in the Justice League, I'm not really sure what the point of, of, of some of that stuff was. Yeah. I was disappointed with the... I was expecting a bigger setup and payoff with the Cyborg has to interface with the Mother Boxes. And when he goes inside the Mother Box in Snyder Cut, he sees his mom and his dad and a version of himself. It's a lie, but it's like, you know, you can be like you were before, like you're not broken anymore and you're not alone. I was expecting a little bit more from that scene, other than him just saying, oh, this is a lie, I'm not broken, I'm not alone. Superman, ripped the boxes apart. I, I was expecting to be him going inside the mother box to be a little bit more drawn out. And it just seemed kind of, eh,
0: over too quickly. Definitely better than it was in the Justice League, but... Yeah, well, that and they- I don't remember who said it, but somebody had told, like, right before that, they had said that it's going to... Try to show you the worst things or or try to get in your head.
1: Yeah, and I was expecting it to be, like, more mindfuckery.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: So that was a little bit, I guess, underwhelming. It definitely also, again, in the Justice League, they made the ending a little sillier? Because after Cyborg and Superman pull the mother boxes apart, they're, like, lying on the ground giggling. And Diana's like, I work with children.
0: Yeah. I'm torn because I do kind of like that, but it didn't fit necessarily. But it did fit the character a little bit because Superman does kind of joke a little bit like that.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't like totally out of character. It was just sort of like, again, the weird tone Yeah, and the too much jokes and too quippy and too silly. It just seems unbalanced in the Justice League. I agree. And again, like I had said before, having him the dark side element and having his head thrown through to dark side to, and then the boom tube collapsing was definitely a much better way to make Wolf go away other than having him become afraid in the Justice league, get afraid, be attacked by demons, and boom tube away on his own. So yeah, it, it was definitely a much better, still don't like the ending, but the ending is better in the Snyder Cut, which is where it's like, I like the beginning and the ending of the Snyder Cut, the stuff in the middle, and the overall story is something that I don't like.
0: Yeah, I can see that. If you care more about the story than the people, I definitely agree with that. I would care more about the people. If the story was better.
1: If the story was better, or maybe I should even say better. If it was a story that I found more interesting. There you go. Which is the other thing, again, I mean, people really shouldn't have been expecting it to be that much different. Because they only film like one additional scene.
0: Yeah, there was only, I think they said four minutes of additional footage is all they shot.
1: Right. So, I mean, it wasn't going to be wildly different. Right. So it wasn't like they were remaking the movie, but it was still different. Before we go to the future stuff, is there anything else about either you liked about the Snyder Cut or you didn't like about the Justice League that you wanted to touch on first?
0: Actually, I'm going to jump back to there was one thing about the Justice League that I did like that wasn't in the Snyder Cut. Okay. And that was the, the Batman when he turned to Flash and was like, save one person. Ah. Uh, because Flash had never been in that kind of battle before. I liked that part.
1: Barry being like, uh, I pretty much just run up and push people. I don't know how to fight. Was handled better in, in the Justice League.
0: But they also, in the Snyder Cut, they established more that he'd been around longer and been doing stuff more. Mm -hmm. So he would have been in those fights.
1: And he was also more critical of, uh, guys, we're not fighting as a team. Yeah. We're not following a plan. What what are we doing? What's the whole point of us being a team if we're not fighting as a team? He's somewhat silly and juvenile in the Justice League. Right. I mean, he's still a lighthearted character in the, the Snyder Cut
0: but he's not as goofy. Yeah, so really everything... The few things that I liked better in the Jossus League were I liked the individual scene better, but it didn't fit the movie as well. So I'm really kind of torn on a lot of that, other than the race part at the end. That was awesome. But all the other parts of it, like I just liked the individual scenes better. I liked those scenes that, I guess they weren't even in the Snyder Cut, that part. I liked it better, but it wasn't... It shouldn't have been there. And and so Snyder cut, generally speaking, was better for me for that stuff. One thing I've heard other people say it. So I'll talk about the other, the first parts and then blend it into my, my thoughts as well. That was worse about the justice league that was better in the Snyder cut. And that was the sexualization of wonder woman.
1: Yeah, that was definitely an improvement. (laughs) By which we mean she was less sexualized in the Snyder Cut.
0: Right. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like looking at her, but I didn't even really notice it that much at first, you know, until I'm seeing the differences. The things that most people are are pointing out is there's a lot of shots in the Justice League where he just seems to unnecessarily linger on the parts of Wonder Woman, especially her ass in a lot of those scenes where in the Snyder Cut it's even cropped out which may have been done because of the backlash and maybe Snyder cropped it out on purpose that way. Well, also, not just her ass,
1: her breasts, too. Yeah. There's a unnecessarily skimpy outfit that Diana wears when she's hanging out with the boys. Yeah. She's still wearing the outfit in Snyder Cut, but in the Justice League, it's like the Diana cam, and you're basically just staring at, Di- the camera is making you stare at Diana and her body yeah. throughout all of the interactions with the rest of the team members. And that is definitely downplayed
0: tremendously in the Snyder Cut. But the other part that I, I noticed, but I didn't really notice about the Justice League is everybody but Cyborg seems to be like trying to date her in the Justice League. And that's mostly like, other than like one comment from Flash when he first meets her, that's all, none of that's there in the Snyder Cut.
1: Yeah, other than Flash asking Cyborg, do you think she'd be into younger guys? And Cyborg's like, she's 5,000 years old. Everybody's a younger guy.
0: Yeah. In the Justice League, towards the beginning, Batman's saying something, and, and uh, Alfred is basically hinting at, oh, you should be asking her out, or you, you must be really interested in her type stuff. And then the Flash stuff, and then the additional Flash stuff, like when they fell and he landed on her boobs. Yep. Stuff like that. And then... The scene with uh, Aquaman sitting on the lasso, <laughs> talking about how pretty she was. Yeah. Which, again, was silly. It was entertaining, but it didn't fit.
1: Yeah. Again, wrong tone.
0: Too jokey, too too quippy. Right. I'm kind of torn on it as well, because how would guys react to Wonder Woman, who was supposed to be like one of the most beautiful women anybody's ever seen? They would probably act that way and think those things and say some of those things.
1: Which is why, again,
0: I wish we could have gotten another female character.
1: Like, I would have loved to have seen a hawk girl. Yeah. And following up on one of my earlier points, instead of cyborg, I would have loved to have seen the Jon Stewart Green Lantern. Not only to get a black character, but also because I love Green Lanterns. Yeah. I
0: don't know if instead of.
1: But definitely another female character was needed beyond just Diana.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I like Cyborg being in this. But I do agree there should have been a lantern.
1: Like we briefly see a lantern in the flashback of the first fight with Darkseid where he gets, the lantern gets killed and Darkseid reaches for his ring. Yeah. Since we're speaking of other characters, one of the things I didn't like, and I wanted to see what your perspective on this was, the Martian Manhunter. It felt forced. It felt forced It also felt creepy. The nice scene between Martha Kent and Lois Lane turns creepy as fuck to me when it turns out that that actually wasn't Martha, that was John Jones. Yeah. I don't understand why that was necessary. I love the Martian Manhunter. If you're going to put him in it, put him in it for a reason and have him do something. But my immediate reaction was, That guy was the Martian Manhunter the entire time. Mm -hmm. Because back in, he's in the other two movies, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. So if that's still the Martian Manhunter, why didn't he intervene in the other two movies?
0: I agree with that.
1: So I was confused by this. Like, I like the Martian Manhunter, but it's like making that character... I guess you could argue, well, maybe he didn't start to take on the persona or the appearance of that guy until the Justice League, which only makes things more confusing. In Man of Steel, the Kryptonians are trying to terraform the planet, which will kill everyone on Earth. Maybe he didn't care because he would survive. But Superman has to go take out the world engine in the Indian Ocean and fight the Kryptonians in Metropolis... Wouldn't it, it would be nice if the Martian was like, hey, I'm the Martian Manhunter. I'll go to the Indian Ocean and deal with the world engine because it won't affect me. You stay here in Metropolis and take out the Kryptonians. Yeah. Instead, it just decides to stay on the sidelines. And then in Batman v Superman doesn't get involved in that big battle either. So that's why I was just like, it was weird. It was like, I was immediately happy to see the Martian Manhunter and then immediately disappointed by, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, again, like the character, don't like the story. I do like that he at least came back and was like, hey, I'm willing to help now at the end.
1: It almost would have been better if that was his only scene. Because, again, it, his earlier scene was this creepy. Him coming back at the end and saying, I'm here to help. Because then he just appears as the Martian Manhunter. It's the same actor's voice, so you might have been able to guess. Yeah. But he doesn't appear as him. And then Bruce's reaction is kind of like our reaction. is like, oh, okay. I guess that guy's around now. See you later, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is just like, then what was the point of him even being in it?
0: On the creepy side of things, though, that's actually an ongoing issue with the character is part of the reason he struggles to bond with humanity is because the way that he works as a Martian is creepy.
1: Yes, because he would have had to go to Martha, telepathically read enough of her thoughts and emotions to believably fake not only her physical appearance, but her emotional state, to have a heart-to-heart conversation with her almost daughter-in-law? Why? Because the world needs Lois Lane, too. Yeah. Nice sentiment, but why do it that way? Plus the fact that, like, in the next scene, Superman is resurrected and Lois Lane goes back to work. That was the other thing that was kind of weird, too. I don't know if it was better or worse. In the Justice League... Lois goes back to work. She's just not very enthusiastic, and she's not taking on big stories. In the Snyder Cut, she's basically just staying at home and has has given up on her job, and is just feeling sad.
0: Well, there's also a part, and it's easy to miss, though. In the Snyder Cut, she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. And she's trying to figure out, what am I going to do? I'm pregnant with an alien's baby, and the love of my life is gone, and... What's the meaning of life?
1: They only alluded to the ring, but not the pregnancy test in uh, Justice League. Right. Which is interesting, but then it kind of gets dropped. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I thought it was just kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. And I, again, this was there were a lot of parts in this movie that were setting up for future movies.
1: And that was the part that I was wanted to see if you had anything else to say before we get to that. Because I, I have questions about the future stuff. Okay. But is there anything else about, again, that you liked better? And, and not just in a compare and contrast type of way, but we've been doing that mostly throughout this, but that you like better about the center cut just because. It doesn't have to be because it's better than the Justice League.
0: Everything I like better about it is just because it dives into the characters more. And it also gives more to the fights. I mean, realistically, I like... One of the biggest reasons I like superhero movies and superheroes in general is the fights. And it seemed like the justice league just kind of skimped over some of the fights. There were much more uh, in depth and there was a lot more going on in the Snyder cut. For instance, the Amazons at the beginning, we got a very abbreviated version of it with the justice league, but in the Snyder cut, it was almost twice as long. And it showed to me anyways, it showed that the Amazons put up a better fight against Steppenwolf in the justice league. He just trounced them. But in the Snyder cut, they actually held him back and slowed him down and put up a fight.
1: Yeah, it was better in the Snyder Cut.
0: Also, the whole concept
1: of locking them in made more sense in the Snyder Cut. That was kind of just confusing. It went by really quick, and it was kind of confusing to me in the Justice League. It's just like, there's a skylight but it was a whole thing. Is like It wasn't just like sealing them in. It was also collapsing them down into the sea. Right. So it was a much more fail-safe, something's gone wrong, we need to do something about this thing. So it was allowed to breathe a bit more and, and make more sense in the, in the Snyder Cut. And again, also, using them for the fear thing was better. Because in the Snyder Cut, Stefan Wolf's like, I'm here to bathe in your fear. Diana's mom's like, amazons show them your fear and they all scream we have no fear that was cool
0: yeah that was to your point when they they went to seal him in and then he immediately jumped out in the Joss's league i'm like well that did a lot of good you just sacrificed a bunch of your people for nothing
1: yeah i mean he still gets out in the snyder cut yeah but it made more sense why that would even be like a fail safe type of thing like, maybe I just misunderstood. Like, in the Justice League, I thought that maybe it was Wolf that made it collapse into the sea. It wasn't, like, part of the whole fail-safe. And I actually maybe also thought, also
0: oh, Stephen Wolf just flew out the skylight. In the Justice League, I don't even remember seeing it fall into the sea at all.
1: I think it just fell off the cliff, and then they come up over the edge just to make it seem dramatic, but I don't think we've got the actual watching it fall into the sea.
0: But again, in Snyder Cut, it was much more of a Okay, they're burying him. They know he's going to get out, but this is giving them a chance to try to hide it.
1: Right, yeah. Buy them some time to get away.
0: Yeah, exactly. And to get their army together.
1: Yes, exactly, because they want to get the legions together and also showing the heroic sacrifice that the Amazonian warriors were
0: willing to do. Right. So, I guess to, to move on for time's sake, was there anything worse about the Snyder Cut? Mostly, again, it's, it's the same
1: underlying story. So that's largely why I still don't like it. And again, a lot of the extra stuff I still think could have been edited down more. But taken in individual pieces, there were definitely things that were... It's definitely a better movie than Justice League. It's
0: just still not a movie that I like, though. That's fair. For me, the Snyder Cut, it had all the same scenes that I liked watching in the Justice League, but more. And better. So... Yeah, there, there really isn't much I disliked. I will agree there's a little bit too much of that slow motion. I do like that they show speed that way, but they did a little too much, I feel like. It
1: wasn't even just the speed. They use slow motion in a lot of the fight sequences. Yeah. Not even just the stuff surrounding the Flash.
0: Well, but you got to remember Superman and Wonder Woman also have speed. That's why they're slowed down too, but... The Wonder Woman bank scene was better. It's weird that it was better because it's almost exactly the same, but somehow better.
1: Very, very minor differences in dialogue, and the fact that she's also much more brutal in taking them down, mm-hmm. which she had to be because it was a very short time clock. And the fact that she kills the leader with her blast from her bracelets, so it's a more brutal ending to the to the fight.
0: Well, she killed all of them. I mean, she threw one against the wall and his head blew up on the wall. And uh, yeah,
1: it was much more bloody and brutal. Yeah. And then the thing at the end of telling the girl that she could be whatever she wants to be. So again, yeah, like you said, there's very few differences between the two, but somehow the Snyder Cut is better. <laughs> yep. And it was bad in both movies, but as impressive as the Amazons were, the Atlanteans were far less so in defending their mother box, but it was also to set up some of the reasons for that were given they get picked up in the Aquaman movie. Right. Because King Orin didn't want to dedicate the resources necessary to defend the mother box.
0: Right. Which would have made Aquaman a little bit better because it would have set that up a little bit. But we're not here to talk about that movie. Yeah. (laughs) But otherwise, I mean, I don't... There wasn't really much that I, I disliked more about the Snyder Cut. The length of it... I understand the arguments about the length of it. It doesn't bother me at all, but I will say on my third time watching it, I spaced out a little bit. I got sidetracked doing other things and missed parts. So I do understand it. But the first time watching it, I was all in for the whole four hours.
1: I could see that. I I had a hard time. I watched it all the way through the first time, but it took me seven hours to watch it. And then the second time I watched it, like it was a series, I, I watched it over the course of like, five or six days watching one part at a time. So it took me a week to do the second, to do the rewatch. I did the full first watch on the same day, but it was a long day. Yeah,
0: I think it was, uh, it came out on a Thursday. I, I took off work early so I could watch it that Thursday. And then I watched the first half of, half of it with a friend Friday night, the second half Saturday night. And then I watched the whole thing all at once again the following Saturday.
1: I just can't. It's not going to get better for me.
0: And I understand that. It's just, again, for me, it's the the superhero scenes. I know that you like the characters, but I'm probably much more obsessed with the characters than you are.
1: Oh, I would say that's true. I'm a fan. I'm not a fan
0: at the deep level that you are. So, like, if this was something like a Doctor Who characters, where I like them, but I'm not really into them, I would have been bored out of my mind.
1: Or, again, like I've said multiple times, you hate the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, Those movies, again, if you don't like the material or you don't get into the story, those movies feel like a punishment to watch. That's what this movie felt like to me at times, was a punishment. Because again, I'm not into the story. I'm not into this version of the characters. It probably doesn't help the fact that I like DC animated movies. (laughs) And DC animated movies are barely more than one hour long.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: they tell great stories in a short period of time. Yeah.
0: But they also don't have to flush out characters and explain characters. They're already pretty set.
1: No, but even when it was, even in our like Damian Wayne episode, we talked about like six animated films. We focused on one aspect of them, but I don't mind watching lots of them. If I get into the characters and I get into the story. Yeah. So can we talk about the future stuff? Yep. Okay. What you got? So I am confused by a couple of things. And maybe I wasn't watching closely enough. It wasn't until I went back and rewatched Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition, that I even remembered that this wasn't the first time we saw future stuff. So in the Snyder Cut, we actually see Superman holding Lois's dead body or burnt corpse or something. She's dead. Mm-hmm. He's mad. And Darkseid puts his hand on his shoulder and basically... Recruit Superman to be evil, which I have an issue with anyway. But in Batman v Superman, there's a scene where Superman and Batman, and again, as we talked about earlier, it might have been an alternate timeline and maybe it may have happened differently. But Superman's like, "She was my world. You took her from me." As if Lois Lane's death was the direct or indirect fault of Batman. Did I miss how? No, they don't. They don't explain how. But it is implied that it's Bruce's fault.
0: Yes. And in the Snyder cut version, again, going back to one of the things that Joker said about it's because you're not able to sacrifice yourself, implying that he keeps making the decision that causes Lois Lane to die rather than himself. At least that's the way I took it. That decision is what basically just pisses Superman off enough that sure. He'll join. And a lot of the storylines that involve Darkseid and Superman and stuff Darkseid keeps trying to control Superman. And he does have mind control. I don't want to say abilities, but like technology. And so a lot of the stories is he's recognizing if, if he can get Superman on his side, it's over. Like every world will fall to him. And so that's one of his goals. So it kind of makes sense with that knowledge. And again, going back to this movie's for comic book nerds. Because there's a lot of little things, details like that, that are going to be lost on most people.
1: Okay, so you're not saying that Darkseid is mind-controlling Superman, though, right? Superman is choosing to side with Darkseid?
0: He submits to Darkseid, I think.
1: Because Lois is dead and he blames Bruce and therefore he will help Darkseid destroy the Earth and kill the other heroes.
0: Yes, because Lois is his link to humanity.
1: Is that characteristic? It seems like an oversimplification of Superman to me. That so, if you take away Lois, then he's not a hero. He doesn't care about humanity and Earth. That's a question, not a statement.
0: Right. Um, it's not really characteristic of Superman most of the time, but it is characteristic of this Superman. Because remember, in Man of Steel, and even in Batman v Superman. If I remember right, it's been a while since I've watched them, to be honest. He's really struggling to connect with humanity. And it wasn't until he got involved with Lois that he really started breaking out and becoming Superman.
1: Well, that's the way that they decided to play the character in these movies. And that was one of the things I didn't quite like. Because in, in Man of Steel, Earth actually meets General Zod before they meet Superman. Because General Zod basically says, one of my kind is hiding on your planet you will deliver him to me or there will be consequences. So the world basically becomes aware that there are these aliens who are threatening to destroy us. And initially the military views Superman as a threat. There's a giant fight and thousands of humans die. And the one alien who survives is a good guy? And that's actually plays into, they set that up for why Bruce hates... Superman that they carry into the next movie because they never really. I mean, Lois was like reporting on Clark doing good deeds but hiding who he was. So he had some good nature to him, but it's like there wasn't a lot of time spent in either Man of Steel or even for that matter, Batman v Superman to show Superman as actually being a hero and really caring about humanity.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. There was, again, that was part of the rushed part of it, though. Well, that's
1: what I'm going back to my underlying, my, the thing I mentioned that, that my underlying problem with the story is because, again, they jumped over, like I said, General Zod was like one of the, the first major challenges for Superman. So to put him as the bad guy in his origin story movie while also making his origin story movie contain... Even that weird line that I think even Reese had pointed out in the Superman episode that seemed uncharacteristic, that even Jonathan Kent is like, maybe you just let people die. You don't need to be a hero. Yeah. Which seemed very uncharacteristic. And there were times where even Superman's like, well, maybe I don't need to be a hero. Even the implication that even Jonathan Kent is like, maybe you're a bad guy. We don't know. You could be a good guy. You could be a bad guy. You could be nothing. It was just weird. And then... In Batman v Superman, there's a little bit of a... Superman's kind of a hero. Unless Lois is involved, in which case... Again, Lex Luthor was fucking with everybody and making it seem like Superman was killing people when he wasn't. Then there was that whole blow up the Capitol building and make it look like Superman didn't care. And then Superman dies, and then the world's supposed to be sad for
0: a hero that they never really established as a hero. Well, but they... That's what I mean about the rushed, was at the beginning of Batman v. Superman, they did kind of have a montage of him doing heroic things and people worshiping him, but they didn't really show it, show it.
1: Yeah, but then they almost immediately go into the whole, like, almost Sokovian Accord type of thing of, should Superman be allowed to just do things on his own? Yeah. Should we let superpowered people run around and do type of stuff like that? Which also just seemed, I don't know, it just seemed weird to me that... Batman would have such a negative reaction to a superpowered person when he's fought a cavalcade of villains that obviously aren't on Superman's level. There was also the first Suicide Squad movie that showed in the aftermath of Superman's death, they put together a squad of supervillains. So, I mean, there are other superpowered people. My point is, they kind of like set it up like, especially in Man of Steel, that no one knows what a superhero is. Superman's the first superhero we've ever seen. It's like, that's not true. So it's just, again, part of the rushed story is it's like, I, I just couldn't get into it. And then it's immediately the next movie where we kill him. So it's just like, again, it was just rushed. And again, the whole idea of not founding the Justice League first and then have some, some of these major events come down the line. Everything just happens too much all at once and and that's why I start to get disinterested in the story because it just doesn't seem to pull in that direction Then it would go right from again Superman is dead Superman is resurrected and then Superman betrays us and, and becomes evil by siding with Darkseid when he comes to destroy the planet because Lois is dead. And also, the other thing I didn't like in, in the Snyder Cut, too, is that Darkseid kills Aquaman and Wonder Woman. So, I, I know, it's, there's a whole, like, time travel thing with the Flash where they're trying to undo stuff.
0: Yeah, we don't know how far in the future this is.
1: We don't, and, and it's confusing, because, like, in Batman v Superman, the scene that they show in that, Batman's trying to find Kryptonite to, I guess, kill Superman. But how does killing Superman solve the Darkseid problem? And then in the Snyder Cut... They also referenced the whole thing was Flash saying that Lois is the key. You gotta save her. So
0: just simply saving Superman means that Superman can defeat Darkseid. Well, but in the flashback in that he doesn't know. He doesn't even know what he saw. He thinks it was just kind of a dream. So he doesn't really know if it was a vision or what it was. He's very confused by that. And there is no vision of Darkseid or anything there. It's just Superman. So Superman is a bad guy in that vision. And he already kind of saw Superman as a bad guy because, like you said, the first time they see him, he's destroying the entire city in this fight. Didn't even try to pull it outside of the city. So I can see the points that it's there, but again, it's so rushed that it's hard to see.
1: And and I don't, I don't think there was ever, I don't know if it was just implied, and just not shown. A lot of the other stuff I just mentioned was actually Cyborg's vision that when he plugged into the Motherbox when they were doing the resurrection. Right. That showed him, oh, we do this. Wonder Woman and Aquaman get killed by Darkseid and Superman turns into a villain because Lois is dead. So Cyborg saw that. I guess it's implied that he shared that with them. Because I wasn't really sure, like, at the end of the Snyder Cut, what are they going to do? Are they going to undo
0: Lois's death? Where, where were they trying to get to? My guess is they're the Cosmic Treadmill, I think is what it is. That Flash uses to go to change time? Yeah, I, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to go to. But, but again, they're unclear. We don't really know. That's the future. They're pulling parts from, again, a, a lot of this is based on New 52. And even a lot of the story in, in, of Snyderverse, you know, and the Darkseid invasion is how the Justice League came together in the New 52.
1: Maybe that's my disadvantage. I'm I'm only familiar with some of the characters and stories. I'm I'm not as familiar with the New 52.
0: Yeah. And uh, in the Injustice storyline, that's part of the storyline is it's actually Joker kills Lois Lane and then Superman kills Joker and then just doesn't stop. And so that's kind of the idea is if for some reason Superman loses Lois Lane, and he loses that portion of his humanity and love, where's the line? You know, maybe he's not necessarily joining Darkseid for Darkseid's sake, but maybe he's deciding to rule the earth on his own. And Darkseid just happens to be there with him.
1: Yeah, because that's going back to that other thing that's confusing of with the Superman's dads, like Jonathan Kent kind of making it ambiguous whether Clark can be a symbol of hope or whether or not he should be involved at all. And then even with Jorel was Jor-El saying he should act like a god to the humans? I wasn't really sure, like, was he being, like, positive and, like, helpful? Or is like, these are, like, lesser creatures, so you should just lord over them as their god. Yeah. Because that's in part why General Zod is so, like, oh, yeah, these are just, like, inferior life forms. We're just going to, when we terraform the planet, they're all gone. We don't even need to, like, discuss it. Right. It's obvious that they should be wiped out.
0: Whereas jor was more like, yeah, you're going to be a god to them. They're going to treat you and look at you that way. You know, be prepared, do what you will. Whereas I think Jonathan was more like, they're going to fear you because they're not going to know you.
1: Yeah. And then the whole thing, too, with Batman v Superman with Flash is like, you were right to fear him. Fear him. Yeah. Talking about how, like, in the, in the future, and even in that movie, the Flash is like, did I come back too soon? I came back too soon. This isn't the right time. Yeah. So warning again that that Superman is more of a villain than a hero in in the story arcs that they've put together across these three films. The other thing that was a little confusing, I mean, I'm familiar with uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is an animated movie which has somewhat similar things where Darkseid decimates the Earth and a lot of the heroes get killed. And at the end, a team-up happens of remaining heroes and villains reluctantly working together to try to defeat Darkseid. Is that why the the team at the end there had Deathstroke and Joker? Yeah, pretty much. Is that the same type of story or? I mean, we don't know. We don't know that story yet. Because we go right from Lex Eisenberg <laughs> telling Deathstroke that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay, Deathstroke's now going to go attack Batman to the very next scene, Deathstroke is with Batman in that apocalyptic future, and then Joker's also there, which is just like, huh? Are we setting up yet another movie that didn't happen and and won't happen? I, I was just like confused. It's like, what?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. They were setting up a, they were setting up probably three or four more movies that we're probably never going to see. And is it true to say we're never? We're, no, those are never happening. Probably not. Although. I believe Snyder has said he's not opposed to finishing and and doing more, but he's working on other stuff first.
1: And the actors like Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck have basically said that they're done with Superman and Batman. I thought Henry Cavill said he he would love to
0: play Superman again.
1: Although I guess if you throw enough money at anybody, they'll come back.
0: Affleck's gone. He's, He's done. Yeah. But, you know, we've gotten new Batman before. And Ray Fisher said he would work with Snyder again. He just would never work with Joss again.
1: But someone was also telling me, I know practically nothing about the Flash movie, but the Flash movie was kind of going to, not reset things, but movie... Like, there's, this, there's an argument over, like, which movie is considered canon? The Justice league Yes. So the Snyder Cut doesn't count? Correct. So any future movies don't need to stay aligned with what happened in the uh, Snyder Cut?
0: Correct. That is what Warner Brothers has said.
1: So here's my question, then. If none of those future movies that were being alluded to or being set up in the Snyder Cut, then what was the point of that stuff being in the movie?
0: All those movies were going to happen, but they all got canceled when the Justice League sucked.
1: Well, that's my point, yes. Yeah, so, like, back in 2017, when they were originally working on this movie, those were all going to be made. But when they decided to put the Snyder Cut out, they knew that that wasn't happening. So...
0: Why? Why was simply because this was Zack Snyder saying this was what my original vision was. That's it. Just, just showing us what his original vision was.
1: Even though that's not going to happen. So I get, that's the thing. It's like I would, like we had said earlier, you could probably cut 30 to 40 minutes out of the runtime of the Snyder Cut by just removing that stuff.
0: Yeah, you, you could, but that's not what his original vision was. This release wasn't, hey, here's a better movie. This movie was, this is what I wanted to do.
1: So it's more for comic book fans and Zack Snyder fans. It's not for general audiences.
0: Yes, correct. Because like we said at the very beginning, this isn't the movie that would have come out in 2017. This is just the movie that Zack Snyder wanted to make. Kind of going off of, we're never going to see the payoff for this in the future movies. We also, there was a lot of stuff that was set up in previous movies that we never saw the payoff to in Justice League that made more sense with Snyder Cut. So it's kind of that same thing of, yeah, it kind of sucks right now because we we don't know what would have happened going forward.
1: So my other flash-forward scene disappointment, am I wrong in saying that the only person who wants to see Jared Leto play Joker is
0: Jared Leto? I'm pretty sure you're accurate on that. And I, I've been saying it since that scene came out was the exact same dialogue with a different actor would have been good. But with that actor, it sucked. It did, yeah. The,
1: and and that, it took me out of it. Exactly. If you maybe, I don't know, hit, put it on mute and just watch the closed captioning and don't look at the screen. Like, don't, I don't know how you would do it, but it's like, yeah, Jared Leto, it wasn't bad Joker dialogue or bad Batman-Joker interaction. It's Jared Leto that ruins it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have nothing to add to that. You you are 100% correct. I agree with every part of that. I really wish they would have recast or just never cast Jared Leto for Joker. Yeah. Anything else before we get into our metaphorical ratings? Yeah, I think that's about it. All right. What do you got for your metaphorical rating?
1: My metaphorical rating is not impressed. This is what Superman says to Stephen Wolf when Superman shows up in the anticlimactic fight scene at the end of the Snyder Cut. So that same reaction of Superman not being impressed with Stephen Wolf is my reaction to the Snyder Cut. Although I disagree with almost everything you've said, I understand conceptually what you and other people are saying about the Snyder Cut. But for me I'm not impressed and as I said earlier I have no intention of, of watching any of these Zack Snyder movies ever again one of the things that I had actually tweeted is there is a difference between being bad at telling a story and telling bad stories for me Zack Snyder tells bad stories it doesn't matter to me how well he tells a bad story. He's still telling bad stories, which is why I don't like the Snyder verse.
0: Okay. For me, my metaphorical rating is pizzazz. It takes something that was dull and ordinary and just makes it a little more exciting. It just gave that, that added little glitter that the little throws of sprinkles that just make it a little bit better, make it a little more enjoyable. That's what I liked about it. And it comes into simple details. Like one thing, uh, we, we were talking about the, uh, the future scenes at the end. And you notice Mara was carrying two tanks that look like gas tanks. What was in those? Water? Exactly. How many people do you think got that? I did, but I didn't care. <laughs> Why was water in there? Because she can't breathe air. No. It's because that's what her power set is. She manipulates water. Oh, that too. So she had to have water with her because so, otherwise she's useless.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. She does. That. Yeah, I was thinking more of that. She can't breathe above. She's full of but they can't breathe on land a little bit.
0: Yeah, which is something they don't really. I mean, they say something about, oh, he was he was on land and breathing fine. But then all of them are breathing fine on land.
1: Yeah, because Diana's like, oh, he's a water breather. And Bruce's like, oh, no, I talked to him on land. And she's like, oh, he's a half-breed. Yeah. Well, we've never seen any of the Atlanteans struggle to breathe on land. Right.
0: There is one in both versions that has this. And it's a burning question that I really need an answer to. Are you ready? Okay. Where does Aquaman keep getting his shirts? Ha! <laughs> ha! Because he keeps taking his shirt off every time he goes into the water, but then every time he comes back out of the water, he's wearing a new shirt. And his shoes. Yeah. His boots, his shirts, his sweaters, his coats. I mean, he's still wearing his pants and stuff when he goes in, but he's always taking his shirt off before he goes in the water, but has a new one. And it's not Atlantean shirts either. It's regular human shirts.
1: That's a main staple of that Icelandian economy
0: is there's a t-shirt store on the shore. Oh, he, that's his first stop. He gives them fish and they give him shirts. There you go. And he just has like some foot lockers of shirts around. So when he's going to emerge, he throws one on. Could be. Shirt magic
1: is one of his hidden powers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and when do we get to see him cut off his own hand and shove a hook in it, in the stump? I got that reference. <laughs> I like Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm.
1: But the more I see of him as Aquaman, I don't like him as Aquaman. I actually agree. Are you starting to see why I don't like the Aquaman movie? The Aquaman movie is only good on the first watch. After that, it, it becomes almost unwatchable. I agree. Too quippy, too jokey. It's just too much like surfer dude Aquaman. All right. All right, my man. Which again, very Jason Momoa, and I like him but I saw somewhere online someone had said it's unfortunately he's already Aquaman because Jason Momoa would be a fantastic Lobo oh yeah he would be awesome as Lobo main man exactly and now that I read that now I see that's not Aquaman that's Lobo pretending to be Aquaman
0: <laughs> for sure <laughs> who should have been Aquaman I don't know Let's go with the other Hemsworth. <laughs> Aquaman has
1: a weird personality. It's difficult to see who would be better cast as that. Especially, I mean, they're trying to introduce him as sort of the younger, somewhat younger version before he had taken on, do more of an origin story for him, which in, for the material that I'm familiar with, I'm never really, really, the only really origin story stuff I'm familiar with is Aqualad. I'm never really familiar with Aquaman's origin story.
0: I'm not really either. He just was always there. Exactly. All right. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. So
1: once again, I have to apologize. I don't know why I got so fucking yelly earlier.
0: At the very beginning, I'm like, are you going to yell the whole time?
1: I can only blame it on this. Maybe this would be a good point to end on. Is it really a good thing that this movie was made? Because one of the things that had been annoying me ever since Justice League came out, the whole release the Snyder cut, that grew into a frenzy because the fans who were calling for that were just being, a lot of them were being very, the social media version of me yelling so much. Yeah. Being very belligerent, attacking people. How can you not like Zack Snyder? He's the best maker of superhero movies. He's a cinematic genius. You should bow down and worship him. The only version of the characters that are real, the ones that he makes They were being really like in the face of anyone who was like, yeah, I didn't really like the Justice League movie, but I don't really care to see. How could you not? You have to see the creative genius that is Zack Snyder. And all of the stuff about that, and even reading like some of the reviews of the Snyder Cut since it's come out has also been very one-sided of this movie is a cinematic masterpiece. And if you don't think it's a cinematic masterpiece, then you are a piece of human garbage who should be removed from the planet. I get liking something, but the fandom, the toxic fandom around this movie, may be one of the worst things I've seen in recent years.
0: See, I never saw any of that. All I ever saw was, yeah, hey, we didn't really like Justice League. What's the, what was the Snyder version?
1: See, you don't spend as much time on social media as I do.
0: Right, I hate social media.
1: And you should not spend time on social media. It would infuriate you.
0: Oh, I'm sure it would.
1: Social media has been a toxic cesspool. I would even go so far as it's even worse than how the Star Wars fandom got split by The Last Jedi. And it got ugly there for a while And Star Wars fandom. Yeah. I think it was even uglier around the Snyder Cut.
0: Well, I'll say the reason I like that this came out is it showed there is an audience... For longer movies that may go direct to streaming services. Because they're never gonna put these longer movies, not regularly at least, out at theaters, because it's harder for them to make money. They don't have the turnaround time. But there's an audience for them to be made for streaming services. And maybe they, they do go to, maybe instead of one long movie, they split it up into parts and do series. You know, we'll see. But showing that there's an audience and that there is a desire to see longer stories, I think some positive things and probably some negative things, but positive things can come of that.
1: I don't think enough people are appreciating the incredibly unique nature of how this came about. Yeah. The fact that there was so much unused footage available that it was even possible for something like this to happen. Combined with the fact that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, movie theaters were going bankrupt. Combined with the fact that the HBO Max streaming service wants customers. The stars aligned to make this happen.
0: There's one more too of they weren't making anything else. So the people were available to work on it.
1: Yes. Also as part of a COVID-19 pandemic too. Right. All of those things lined up to make it possible. Otherwise, it would have just been one of those things in pop culture that just would have been, would have went on forever. Every now and then, people would be like, gee, I really wish we could have seen the Snyder Cut. Yeah. But instead, the stars aligned and this happened. And my fear is that now, all of the people who were screaming that released the Snyder Cut are now saying, restore the Snyderverse. And they're not engaging in discourse. They're being as much of a dick as I was yelling earlier in this podcast episode where they they think, well, we got what we wanted. We screamed and screamed and screamed and it worked. They gave us the Snyder Cut. So we're just going to scream and scream and scream to restore the Snyderverse,
0: and they'll give it to us. I think that's a general problem with society today that I don't necessarily want to get into. <laughs> but the the part that I will say, though, is it opens the door for other directors and other filmmakers generally to try to do the same thing. And this one, like you said, has had very unique circumstances that don't necessarily work out for other versions or other movies. So it's opening up a door for something that could end up terrible.
1: We've already seen one aspect of it. David Ayer, who is the director of The Suicide Squad, has already come out and basically said, oh, the theatrical release of my movie will suck. It's horrible. The studio screwed me over just like they screwed over Zack Snyder. The new one? Yeah. He has basically said that, I'm paraphrasing here, I made such a good movie, it scared the executives. And they butchered it in post-production and turned it into the movie that you'll unfortunately see in theaters soon. And it's going to be terrible. Make them restore the movie that I made. So we already are seeing the first person playing the card. So there's already like released the air cut before we've even seen the Suicide Squad yet.
0: My only reaction to that is if you're going into the Suicide Squad expecting it to be good, come on. Exactly. You haven't been paying (laughs) attention. I'm expecting it to be terrible. It's that level of ridiculousness
1: that we're now in. And like you said, it's a societal problem. It's not just pop culture movie making stuff. Now it's going to be like everyone's going to be saying the same thing. And it's just like I had alluded to earlier. is like editing is a thing that exists for a reason. Yeah. And all movies are subjected to post-production. The, the theatrical releases that of all movies that come out, there's a process that happens after the director is quote unquote done with it before the producers actually put it out and they get to make those decisions Because they're the ones who paid for it. Yeah. So people like saying like, oh, how unfair it was of what happened to Zack Snyder. It's not unique. It happens all the time. It's the way the industry works.
0: Yeah, I guess the only thing that I would hope would come of this is that maybe those producers will step back and go, oh, maybe we weren't always right. And maybe they'll back off a little bit. Now, like you said, some of that does have to happen. But maybe not to the extreme that they've been doing it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to you.
1: I had no intention of paying attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review.
1: Reach out to us on Twitter at Fanboy Hater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website fanboyandhater.podbean.com That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N
0: where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to
1: The Fanboy and the Hater.